The Gaming Redefined Podcast is brought to you by The Deck Box. Folks, The Deck Box is open, but not completely. Organized play is on hiatus for the foreseeable future due to the coronavirus and its constant impact and spread across the world. Retail is open, however, so you can buy board games as well as all your favorite card games and such. We will also still buy cards from you. So, to recap this very brief moment that we've had, you can buy, sell, and trade cards from your favorite games currently in the deck box. You just can't play those cards, at least not in the deck box. I know. Bummer, right? Other than that, there's not really a whole lot to uh, announce. We do not have any organized play on the horizon, which is what we would be doing here. We are accepting pre-orders for Ikoria, which is the new Magic set. Even though we're not going to do an event for that for the pre-release, you can still buy booster boxes. You can actually even buy pre-release kits. Uh, you can do the marathon. All of that stuff is still going to be available for purchase currently. Along with that, we have Rebel Clash for Pokemon. Similar situation. You can buy the pre-release kits. You can buy boxes. All of that stuff will be available later on in April. But you just cannot play an event. There are no events for that. If you need any more information about that, feel free to reach out to one of us here at the Deck Box. You can call us at 828-681-1861. You can email us. You can shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to do. However you, however the best ways for you to get a hold of us, or you can just swing by. You could uh, shout at us from across the parking lot if you don't actually want to come in. Uh, however, however is most convenient for you. Uh, other than that, we're on to the next episode. This is episode 13. This is actually the first one back since our long, long hiatus from doing podcasts. Uh, we had, this one was already ready outside of advertisements, which I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't do the ads since that was going to change drastically. But, uh, we found an, I found an odd, odd episode. I found episode 12, which had never been published. So I wanted to give that a little time to breathe. So we went ahead and published that one. And now here we are with this one. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. It was, you could definitely tell that we were rusty at doing that. Uh, episode 14 was just filmed this past week. I think, uh, I want to say Tuesday night, maybe. And, uh, that one's going to be out in a few days, but. You could definitely tell we were rusty at it. It's been a long time since we've done a, a podcast. It was a lot of fun, though. It was Mike, uh, Nugget, and myself. We uh, we just basically caught everyone up to speed on what was going on with the store and all the things that had happened. And, yeah, it was it was a blast. I hope, uh, hope you all have half as much fun listening to it as we had recording it, despite our rustiness with regards to recording it. Anyway, without further ado, I present to you Episode 13. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's probably true. And then we start talking about you know not magic. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have one new podcast for that. <clears throat> um, so we are rolling. Yep. Yeah. Um, hi, welcome uh, to the what do we call this? It was the Gaming Redefined Podcast. Yep. Yeah, it's been so well, long. I am. So we've done back. one of these. I've forgotten what we named them. Um, so I, I'm Brent. I'm one of the people who run, uh, runs the deck box. Um, and then I, we have two other people in the room with us tonight. <clears throat> I'm Nugget. I'm the other one that runs the deck box. And I am Mike, and I do actually all the hard work about running the deck box. Yeah, so we take all the credit <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, like, we, no, we, no. we make it look good. They own things. I'm like, don't worry, guys. I got you in the background. Actually is doing all the work. Uh, so, yeah, it has been a really, really long time. We have had a, um, a lot of stuff happening. We, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure the last one of these we did was right before Aaron moved away, uh, moved to Iowa. He's still living in Iowa, by the way. He's the only one. Um, by himself. <laughs> oh, oh, Owen and Dahlia elsewhere. Okay, all right. The, fa- the family. I meant the, the royal we. Oh, right. Yeah. 
there are three people in Iowa. Um, but yeah, so we did, we decided it was finally time to uh, bring this back and start doing this again. We miss it. Uh, it's been quite a long time since we've been able to take the time to, to sit down and work on this. So we cleared our schedules, um, decided that it was going to happen. We were going to make sure that this went down. We got everything ready and then promptly rescheduled because somebody had to go home early. And then now that, that was me. Yes. So here we are uh, two days after the initial uh, wanting to schedule it. But we, we, we're here and we're recording now. So, kind of nice to be back. Um, since we've been gone, a lot of stuff's been happening. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that normally I would say that all of the things that are happening in the world of magic would probably be the most important. But locally in the world of magic in the Asheville, Asheville area, community. it's been quite crazy. Uh, so, I guess we'll probably lead off with that. Um, there are less stores here than there were before. And it's really, a couple of them just closed and that's just the kind of the ebb and flow of, of the, of the community. And that just happens. We've, we've seen that sort of thing happen before, but then something we didn't expect at all to happen happened. Hillside games. Yeah. Hillside, Hillside games, uh, closed after, I think it was 12, 12 years, 12 years. something like that. Yeah. 11, uh, 12 years. Yeah. They were, they no, were 13. Future Sight was the first set that they were open for. So, 13 years? So, yeah. 13 years, Spring yeah. 07. Yeah, because we... What are we in now? We opened in 08, so I guess we're going into our 12th year, yeah. or closing yeah. up our 12th year or something. Yeah. So, we opened in March of 2008. They were right in the vicinity of a year before us, but we also started... We were a completely different endeavor. They started <laughs> as a business, uh, as one should. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but... Uh, we just yeah. kind of stumbled into it. Yeah, we fell. We'll literally start from the ground yeah, up. We fell backwards into this whole thing. We, that's but that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> we'll do that one next week, <laughs> yeah, right? All right, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know a world that doesn't involve Hillside Games. Hillside has been the nucleus for Asheville Magic forever, and it never really seemed to matter how big anyone else got. I mean, Gamers Haunt is huge. They're they're a massive Magic presence. Yeah. Um, Comic Envy is a really, you know, is a, a, a giant comic presence. And then you've got Morgan and Hero Hunters and Pastimes as an institution yeah. at this point. And then, uh, yeah, Hillside was just, they were another fixture. They were they were, they were on their way to being an institution in, in this actual area. And in the gaming scene, they were the oldest. Uh, they were the oldest, the, born out of the ashes of Underworld Games. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they were the one that was here before we were all here. So it's just really, really weird to see a world where they are not... Just being them and doing the uh, doing the thing they've always done. That is uh, that is, that is it, very strange. It's so strange. Like I, when I we first got the news, I, I had super mixed feelings about. It. I was like, what happened? And I was confused. And then I was more confused. And I found out what happened. I was I was sad. I'm like, well, this is gonna get real awkward. And I feel for all the players because yeah, 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 like. A lot of players were kind of left homeless. If you lose an LGS, it feels like losing a home. Yep. So yeah. it sure does. Yeah, National Magic Community, it was definitely just that. It's a community. Like, everybody has their LGSs or everything, but, like, we've all intermingled. Like, we've all visited all the stores or whatever, and, you know, just seeing them all come in here, I just felt, they looked like they were just defeated. Yeah. Just, what, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, and it's weird, too, because, like, we, you know, obviously we want to help out as any way that we can um, to give people a place to, to play and stuff like that, but it's just... They're you know they're coming in from so far. Yeah, we're we're in a different kind. So that's part of the reason we never really looked at. It was never yeah. really a giant competitive thing because we're so far away. Yeah, it was, it was like hey over there, across yeah, the like, on the, <laughs> like yeah. waving the other island. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's it's been bizarre. But um, 
yeah, and then, well, I guess, yeah, it was that. And I, I had heard a rumor that um, that Wellplay was closing now, but I, I see nothing about that in their official stuff. Somebody came to me up at the yeah. con- convention. Um, we did uh, we did Winter's Tide like two weeks ago now, and somebody there mentioned that Wellplayed was was going to be closing down, and all I could think of was, are you serious? Another one? And then I happened to go onto their page about a week later, I guess, and. Uh, I didn't see anything about it. So if, if so, she has infi- inside information I didn't have, or I can't find anywhere yeah. um, official. So if this is, we're listening to this podcast, and like, if you find out otherwise or know something, feel free to message us, let us know. Cool. Yeah, but as far as I know, they're doing they're going strong, and everything's everything's good. And Kingmaker Draft is getting ready to open, finally. It looks like they open in March. Yeah. They were like, they were like, hey, we're here. Radio silence. Yeah, like, they're like, we're totally here, and we're going to be awesome, and we're going to give Henderson County, like, the same thing Wellplay does, where you can get a beer and play a board game, and that's awesome. And we were like, we were stoked. Like, yeah, we were we really, yeah. about doing some work with them and uh, like advertising and some cross promotion and stuff. And they were super excited about it. Uh, at least they seemed like it. And then nothing. And then <laughs> I was like, wasn't there a place supposed to open up in Hendersonville? That and then when we, I went by because uh, we we walked the strip for Pokemon Go all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I saw them there. But like every time I'd go, it was like the same thing. And every so often, like the games in the front would kind of change. It looked like somebody came over and got a game and left. And then brought the game back, like a rental system that was working. But then there's no movement whatsoever. And I was like, man, I can't. Like, maybe they bought the building. I don't really know what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's and, actually uh, a library and not play there. All I could think of was um, years and years and years ago in Asheville, there was a, a, a club called uh, the Jolie Rouge. And mm-hmm. I remember finding out after the fact, after everything had happened, one of the, the things that we were being told about what happened was part of it was that they, when they dove in, they dove in to pick it up, but the place is expensive because of where it's at. It's like stupid expensive. It's like two stories. And it's right there on the corner. Like there were packed squares and yeah, stuff. $7,000 a month after the barcade left there. Jeez yeah. Louise. But uh, <laughs> they apparently went ahead and rented it, but then they began the renovations, which then stalled. But they're paying the rent the whole time. Mm-hmm. So the like money that they had gotten to do the thing was quickly being depleted by the fact that they were just they, kind of they sitting doing the thing. Yeah, still want to pay rent. And that's all I could think of was something similar to that was going on with Kingmaker. But then we got the news that they were finally going to open sometime in March. Well, Mid-March. I mean, it was the same thing there. It was even after uh, Jolly Rouge uh, left, uh, Barcade took it over. And they, they started out as all we're going to do is video games and alcohol. That's mm-hmm. all we're doing. And just... You slowly watch it transform, and just what what was popular now? Because we got to keep paint, we got to keep the lights on. Like, yeah, and it ended up being a club by the end of it, yeah. which was like, right, well, this isn't what I this wasn't what I wanted to be going to, but it's what it was. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. And all right, well, I guess we can get into uh, all of the all of the various and sundry events that are are not bad events, uh, products that are going to be coming out in the area. Literally all of them. Yeah, every, every single thing. Jesus. In addition to going back to Theros, which we just did, and uh, I guess Throne of Eldraine, yeah, which we yeah, did before. Yeah, we should that. probably try to do this as much chronologically as we can. Yeah, we started with Throne of Eldraine, <laughs> and we did that, and that was sweet. And then we did Theros Beyond Death, which we're currently in. Which was fun. Sweet. It was really yeah. sweet. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite limited sets I've played in a long time. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. I did have fun that one time. Um, yeah, except for Kira, but <laughs> Kira best of Sea God, Jeez. A plus. Yeah, but, but apparently that card's pretty good in limited. You just yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blink an agent of treachery to take the tour brand. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him a laptop. Um, yeah, and then uh, after that came out, it was we began this whole uh, secret layer thing. So uh, if you, oh boy, if you're one of the uh, eight people that don't know what the secret layer stuff is and play Magic. Uh, they are doing drop shipping, so you can get these limited release, usually one day or two day uh, items that are going to be printed, 
presumably to order or something some something resembling order, uh, and then ship directly to you as dropshipping things will be, and it, it'll be alternate art versions of things that are desirable. Yeah, they rolled it out with five to start. Right. No, seven. Seven, seven to start. Seven, seven to start. Yeah, it was goblins, Visions, the lands, bitter blossom. I can't remember what the ones were. Something else. Yeah. Um, Three other blanks. Yeah. And those felt like those kind of felt like they were a. Um, like they were a survey card. And I bet you they took, they, they were oh, rolling out true. the seven, and then they looked at the ones that were the most popular, and I bet you it was like the foils were a little more popular, the staple cards were a little more popular, you know, that sort okay. of thing. Why couldn't and, I get them to spend $40 on five snow-covered lands? Right, <laughs> yeah, so they, okay, we're not going to, well, and then the, because it, since that point, for the most Japanese. part, they've released one of them. Yeah. And they'll come out with like one thing, and then they'll come out with one thing. Yeah. And then they did, when they did the gods, they did all of the gods um, at once. So you could get all 15 gods in five different um, sets. But then, for the most part, it's just been single releases. And these are like alternate art. Uh, the one they're going to do for Thalia is uh, going to be four different arts. So, presumably, if you buy four of them, you'll have a playset of the art that you want. And well, you'll have four playsets. Well, four play. Yeah, you'll have the playset of the art. One playset of the you don't one. want. Yeah, and you can trade them to other people. Um, yeah, and we, but, and, we, and we have the International Women's Day one coming out on March 8th. And we had Year of the Rat. Year of the Rat one just happened. Right. Yeah. And we had the, the one just happened was the Theros Gods. Right. Theros Gods are the most right. recent. Yeah. The Rat one before, was before that. Yeah. And then, yeah, International Women's Day. And then they leaked the one with Thalia. Yeah. I guess, and then I Thalia, guess. Guardianess Robin is the, yeah. uh, or three minutes. That one's coming up at some point soon. Right. So what do we think of Secret Layers? I, I, we need a break. Like, give me, give me just a little bit of time. If it was one a month, I would still think it's too much, but at least that's something. But I've gotten three announcements in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that and that comes on like uh, that, that's over top of the things that we're already getting. You know, we haven't even started talking about Unsanctioned, which just released, right. and the fact that we're on to Mystery Boosters in two weeks, and then we're going to be full on Icoria, you know, season. There's a lot of releases happening. Not yeah, to mention, on top of that, that the standard product they put out, we had now have draft boxes, collector boxes. Uh, gift bundles, gift this, 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 this. It's yeah, like, yeah. and then in Ukraine the they're also bringing back box toppers. You know, <sighs> yeah. That I feel like they're kind of throwing everything at the wall on this one, like That's, just to make sure that they get the. Uh, I actually lose that exact phrase in mm-hmm. something the other day. There's really so much to see what sticks. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it very much feels like that at this point. Like I was on this part of the secret layers. Like I thought, like well, like all seven was coming out, and like I was. My first thought was, oh, cool. It's a Christmas thing that they're doing for the players. So well, it seemed cool, yeah. Which, I was, which then I saw that they weren't guaranteed sh- by Christmas, and I was like, what? wait, what? <laughs> but I was like, all right, cool. So, like, one-time thing, once-a-year thing, that's fine. Then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? More <laughs> secret layers. <Yeah. laughs> it doesn't feel like much of a secret. <laughs> well, the actual secret is when the next is when it's not coming out. Yeah. When are we going to have a week when there isn't a secret layer? That's the secret. Um... Uh, yeah, the, the this this feels like a bid to combat the ever progressing wallet fatigue that we kind of keep seeing, like day to day, and when it comes to like this sort of um, just just day to day retail life. Um, there's a lot of products, and a lot of people aren't. People used to just buy everything, yeah, and it was just easy. Like everyone that would come in, and you would always have some cats that just didn't want to do that. Like there would be those those people that just they just need the thing they need for their for their EDH deck. They just need. You know, they don't play as much standard, or they're just kitchen table players, so they just want what they want, and that's it. But then most players were involved in most things in some way. And it seems like those are just, that's like days gone by at this point. Like, there's just a whole bunch of people that are just 
very choosy on the things that they want to get. Uh, they have to be because I mean, unless you're you know filthy rich, there's no way you can afford everything that's coming right, in. Right. So. Yeah, and that's kind of the problem. Like things aren't exclusive anymore. It's like the exclusivity is not exclusive. Like, and, everything is an exclusive product. On top of that, we're still in the digital age of magic now. Mm, also true. Because yeah. arena, arena is still just as big as it was, if yeah. not bigger. Definitely bigger. So, yeah, it's yeah. <clears throat> it's enormous. I'm playing it. I still love it. Still playing the same deck I was playing when we were doing podcasts last year. Oh, is it so, a red deck? Yeah, mono red. <laughs> it might be a red deck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, as I remember, like, you and me were talking about it um, when, like, Iconic Matches come out, and we were talking about Wallet Overload then, and mm-hmm. I would kill for those days again. Yeah. <laughs> but is, is this, like, indirect thing so they don't have the whole... Um, is it gift, not gift edition? What was the mythic edition screw up they ran into before? Do you think that's like this is the so they don't do that again? Here's some other stuff that we can still make wizards can still make money on. I probably like I, I would imagine that probably has a yeah. lot to do with it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like they this and, and for to their credit, the secret layer purchasing has gone really super smoothly. Surprising. Like, there's been none of the ridiculousness that happened with the last Mythic Edition. Like, everything is good. You just queue up, and then that's it. The only, I think the only problem, the only complaint I have, which is the same complaint everyone else did, was that there's no way to look, like, there's no, like, menu. Like, particularly in the ones where you have multiple things, but even in the single ones where you're trying to see if they're foil, check out the art, stuff yeah. like that. When you go onto the site and you click on the thing, it puts you into the queue to buy it. Now, after you're done with your queue, like, you once, <laughs> once you've waited in line, you can peruse the wares there but there's no way to really quickly do it without like, getting in line so if the line is 10 minutes long then you're kind of having to sit there and wait to see if it's a thing you want to buy for the entirety of the time you'd be and I think it only gives you 10 minutes I, I think it seems like that so. yeah like hey you're in, in queue you're in the shop for 10 minutes oh yeah you have to figure it out yeah you're like uh, I guess uh, pull the trigger <laughs> yeah like I'm gonna get this one uh, so that's that's a little bit that's more nitpicky than anything the the thing works fine Like the which is saying fine. something yeah it really yeah. is yeah uh, so I'm, I like that quite a bit. Yeah, I've heard enough horror. I've definitely heard a lot fewer horror stories about secret layers than I did over the mythic editions mm-hmm. and the whatever. And uh, I had flashbacks to mythic editions, <laughs> about emails and Reddit posts. <laughs> it was awful. Have you um, have you seen anybody any of the people that are um, shouting the doom and gloom about the this is the end of the singles market thing? Like, yeah, I I feel like they might be tinfoil hat style because I don't think it's the end of the singles market. I don't either personally. I it, I mean it doesn't help us. No, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do anything directly to us except for the fact that it since they are numbered, I think they're numbered the same. We can put it under one thing called Secret Layer, which is awesome. If they treated them as separate sets and gone Ooh. full Yu Gi Oh with it, I would have been very very <laughs> very upset. Yu Gi Oh, yeah, like two cards in the set. Like, what are you doing? Why? <laughs> yeah, you, you do not want to do that. Um, <laughs> Uh, for, for those of you that, that may not understand what uh, what we're talking about, um, we deal with a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, of course. We, uh, they, they have them separated a completely different way. We have to organize Yu-Gi-Oh in the back alphabetically just as it is and only save the bigger sets, the actual regular release sets, for their own area. Uh, everything else is sorted by its set and then alphabetized within that set. But with Yu-Gi-Oh, we have to have a separate box because there are so many products that are just like three or four cards in the entire set. And that's considered the whole set. It's, yeah, so having absurd. a separate you know divider for that set of three cards or whatever is just going to be impractical at this point. Which so, thankfully, like you said, Secret Layer did not do. Yeah, so we we uh, yeah, we, we have to put most of the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff or, or a good significant portion of the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff in its own box that is just alphabetized. 
Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing there. But that's also, uh, going back to the arena thing, they give you the arena sleeves with them, with mm-hmm. each secret layer too. And also the stained glass walkers. Like, I'm not saying they're not pretty, and I really, I do really enjoy them, but like, you already have item you're selling, and you also got to put like this lottery ticket thing mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. It feels really weird. I think my, my thing with the, the singles market thing is oh, it yeah. becomes too unwieldy. Like you can you can print bitter blossom with alternate art, giving them tokens, charging them what was it for that one thirty bucks, forty, 30, 40 bucks, yeah. so, and then yeah. those people that want to do that will buy that thing. But those people could just as easily have bought them from TCG Player, or bought them from the direct website for for us or for you know whoever is going to they're going to buy them from. That wouldn't have necessarily changed that at all. The yeah. idea of Wizards printing X number of them to do this thing. Sure, yeah, it's a thing, and but I, I don't think that it substantially changes anything. It, it puts more into the, into the field, so it could drop the price a little bit, but I don't think it changes the singles market itself. But it seems like, I don't know, like with the secret layers and the box toppers and the collector's boost and everything, it seems like they could just go back to the uh, the lottery tickets of Battle, um, Kaladesh, and Amonkhet, and that way their big sellers are actually not going to sell and they can on a good product instead of just, here's a whole bunch of decent <coughs> stuff and we'll see what happens. I do think that when it came to the um, the the lottery style things that they were doing, taking it out of the booster boxes and putting it into the mythic edition thing, and then having it be a direct sale thing mm-hmm. was probably was definitely the wrong way to go. Yeah, um, the secret layer thing being a lot better than that. I still worry about the the box topper or not the box topper. But I like the box toppers quite a bit, but the booster box thing, like putting them in the boxes, always seemed like it devalued whatever set it was. It did. So the people just so open busy it up. just looking for the chase cards that they were just cracking everything else. But so, I mean, that's also not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, because you're not you're not getting the standard to invest. Like it's not no. like you're not like you're trying to get the reserve list, which is also <clears throat> sketchy right now. But that's it true. makes standard cheaper and more affordable. Yeah. Like because I remember in the days of Zendikar Worldwake, you know, your tier one deck was a thousand dollars because four Jaces, four Stone Forge Mystics, four um, Celestial Colonnades, like and then the Fetch Land. So yeah, it was true. awful. <laughs> like no, I'm, I play a legacy and the, a legacy manage and those prices are reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point though. Like you're not you're not playing standard for as an an investment sense. So a cheaper standard format is better for people playing. Like I, I hear it here and there, but not anywhere near as much as I used to hear it. Where people complain about getting into standard because it's too expensive. Um, yeah, you only hear it on like the, the the top end cards that are like. Crazy big, for and, and there really aren't any. Like, there's there's expensive versions of cards, right? But like, you know, uh, yeah. Like once Oko got banned because I mean he, Jesus, because Oko, like, yeah, because Oko, because uh, everything is an elk. Um, I don't think there's anything in standard that's just unreasonably expensive. Euro is the top dollar card in standard. I think thirty five, right? Yeah, something that like and Ember Cleaver both pretty high. I don't remember yeah. where. Which but Ember Cleaver's about to drop with the uh, yeah. cha- with the Challenger decks coming in. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Challenger decks is Which is just value dot decks. Jesus. Yeah. What's funny is that's usually like a pun, but that's the truth. Yeah. They're dot decks. I 100%. 100% of the of the Challenger decks, which we are now, this is now the third wave of them, third year of Challenger decks, I think. Yes. Um, 100% of it relevant and like tiered, ready to go decks out of the box. Like every single time we've ever done this, all I can think about is, and I used this the last time I was speaking to someone about this. I used Anathomancer as an FNM promo. Remember, like a Lara Reborn card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big part of a deck, and then like eight months later, six months later, some time later when the deck was no longer good, it came out as an FNM promo. 
And I kept thinking, well, that kind of makes sense because if you look at it, at the meta and you go, that card's really good. Get that over to the FNM foiling people, you know, and then you go and the FNM foiling people take a while to, to you know, foil it out. It takes a while to make sure that that looks right. And uh, but then when, by the time it got there, the deck was already gone. We've moved on. The meta had shifted. Yeah. And all I could think of was that. And then for them to be able to print a product that is current, ready to play archetypes that are just out of the box relevant, like you can, yeah. you can literally play them. Like the red deck is the red deck that I play. The yeah. fires deck is the, the fires, fires deck. deck is the fires deck. Yeah, you, you know? got fires in one, Emberclave in the other. Like look, one of them has a brazen borrower. One of them has fable. No, I think two of them have fable passages. Yeah, two of them fable passages. Which is, I mean, that's a twenty dollars card as well. Forgot yeah. about that one. Not for long. <laughs> but that's that brings us back to like that makes the version other one is. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other point is the version you want is because yeah. there's like four versions of a card now. Yeah, yeah. Some sure. Japanese extended art, <laughs> foil extended art. It's gonna be awful. But you, uh, one thing I want to go back to you were talking about wizards printing to the market. Mm-hmm. I what about the Crucible though? The one that was only supposed to be for WPM premium stores. That one was a bit. <clears throat> well, like we don't get a, we didn't get affected by that one directly. So, um, but so for background, uh, Wizards of the Coast printed a. I don't know if there was a foil and non foil difference. With I think they were all foil. I think they're, they're all foil. foil yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Wizards has a, a thing called w, WPN Premium. If you talk to me in the store for any length of time, inevitably I will. It'll come up. This. Uh, it, it's a thing we're working on, <laughs> but it. Was a, a supposed to be a perk for the people that had gotten WPN Premium is that they would get this world's watch, world's viewing party, and it would be a standard tournament where you would, I guess, you would you would watch the world's event hap- unfolding as it was happening. I guess last month, something yeah. like that. And uh, you, everyone gets this exclusive Crucible of Worlds card, and that's a super sweet thing. I remember being super jealous that we weren't WPN Premium yet, so we could not do this awesome thing that they were doing. And then I get word that. Uh, they're releasing the, the Crucible of Worlds as a buying incentive to picking to purchasing a hundred dollars worth of swag from their their web store. <laughs> so like you buy a hundred bucks worth of stuff, and you get a, crucible. a free Crucible. So you get like a buy like a T-shirt and a hat and like I don't a know bag. Wizards of the Coast uh, fanny pack, whatever it is that they have. Giant finger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those really huge foam hats <laughs> with like the Wizards of the Coast logo on it. Um, whatever they have in their store, presumably they have all of this. <laughs> they stuff have all the more. Um, Wizard of the Coast pogs, <laughs> yeah, any of those Ooh. sorts of things, and then you get a Crucible of Worlds, and it presumably is the exact same one uh, that they that they had as this exclusive thing. Not being a WPN Premium store, I didn't really get hit with that directly, but I could all I could think of was. Oh, I'd be mad. <laughs> yeah, because you got to jump through some hoops. To yeah, do to, to do the thing, and then to find out that you could. Just players didn't have to like. It would, I would want that to be a driving to my store thing. You know, yeah. like check yeah. out this awesome thing you can only get by doing this thing. Or even if you're going to use it like for the season, like they do like GP promos, you're going to only be able to get this by doing this These thing with things. us right. that yeah. we are going to do. You know, a few of. But to find out that it's just a you know a little extra thing for your swag pack. That's no well. What's funny is some non stores. I, I saw an article on Reddit. Some non WPN stores just bought a bunch and had viewing parties. Well, there you go. Because yeah, like the wizards couldn't stop them. No, they wouldn't be able to. Wouldn't be able to. They're like, well, no you, you get to do that too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a that's an odd way of uh, of approaching that. The funny thing is though, is uh, back to your timeline about the F and M promos being six eight months late. Because mm-hmm. remember, uh, I think it was Gavin Bearhead was talking about like six months is the absolute fastest they can get from uh, concept to off the printers mm-hmm. and impacts. Uh, Christopher rotated out of standard about what six eight seven months ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. Like, 
<laughs> That's kind of funny, yeah. That's the point. I keep forgetting it was in Standard. Yep. That and Scape Shift were both things. But yeah. never saw anything in Standard. Like, you, you had a little bit of Scape Shift, but that was the escape, it. Well, yeah, Scape Shift would happen to be good because the Field of the Dead, but... Yeah. And then they're like, oh, that's too good, sorry. Yeah, and then we had Crucible and Field of Ruin, and everyone's like, eh, whatever. What? What? <laughs> nobody, yeah, nobody cared. <laughs> Such a great powerhouse card, but it, you're pretty positive that the meta is really important to anything being mm-hmm. printed. Oh, yes. And the players will find also whatever's true. there. Which is which means if the thing didn't, uh, didn't it wasn't a thing, then nobody could find a reason for it to be a thing. Yeah, or like what is it? Grey Merchant seeing zero play last Theros. It was like the defining card. Well, that yeah. pack rat, but like yeah, that pack the, rat and uh, desecration that, demon. Oh yeah, model color devotion decks. Yeah, there's like red. Yeah, that's true. Oh, is the white not doing anything with Linden and all that anymore? It. I mean, it it is, but it's not as high tiered as it once like when it first came on the scene people weren't quite expecting it gotcha now people are like kill the thing kill the thing oh yeah you know Linden kill the thing kill the thing that's, that's actually why I was surprised today when you when you got that uh, the crimp Linden and and you know, I was like how much is that because I think it did something and alright yeah. skin yeah yeah um, I'll talk to you I, I'll remind me and I'll, I'll tell you about that the white division deck, I, I really, I really like playing as a red devotion. Oh uh, yeah, because it's easy for you. Yeah. The my favorite play uh, still being uh, play <laughs> robber of the rich, not attack because assume, you assume that the two three Daxos that they have is just too big. And you don't want to lose your robber of the rich, and then you pass it back to them, and then they play something else ridiculous, and then swing with the little the hawk. hawk. And then I just snatch it out of the sky with Robert the Rich because they always forget he has reach. Because he has reach for some reason. Because he's hanging from the sky. Or from the from the ceiling, at least. I don't really know how that pertains to flying. Oh, but but he is higher up in the building than other people. (laughs) So he can reach over. If it's a low flying bird. Then why don't giants? I've never been able to understand that. (laughs) It's a giant, why doesn't he ever reach? Robert the Rich is like it's more like Spider Man and can swing <laughs> from buildings. Right. That that needs to be. I'd love, there's probably an altar for that. I'll look it up later. I'd, I'd be surprised if there wasn't at yeah. this point. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I very much like that. But we uh we are bad to get off subject. So we sure are. Uh, but that's okay. That's what this whole format is for. It's true. So we've spoken about secret layers. What's the next one on the timeline? Uh, well, I guess we're gonna go right into to, yeah this past weekend, which was on Sunday. So Unsanctioned came out. We got another unset, which is not really an unset, but it's kind of an unset. It's a box set. There were five 30-card decks in it, which, you, yeah, sure, 30-card decks. Okay, <laughs> we'll do 30-card decks. And then we had these super sweet lands that were the main... Let's be honest. Every single unset has two very distinct groups of people. There is these small, rabid, silver-bordered, loving, casual players that just dig this sort of thing, love the puns, love the jokes, love the, the wackiness and the zaniness. And then there is 98% of the Magic <laughs> players who just care about the lands and don't care about anything else. Uh, this what product, new basics are we getting? There you go. Yeah. How many new basics are we getting will be a direct judge of how much I'm interested in this product. And then there's people like Aaron who, if you double all of that, that is how much he despises it. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's true. There are people that just do not like uh, the the unsets at all. Uh, yeah, this, this thing was... Uh, Five 30-card decks, which all had regular lands. Like, new lands, but not unlands. Like, not in the same sense. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to see which ones were in the... They were this. They have the squirrels in the art and stuff like that, I think. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, they're, they're all squirrels. 
Yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like a magic eye scroll in some of them, but I mean, it's, yeah. it has a shape of a scroll. But uh, then they had the full arts. The full arts, we got five foil, five non-foil. And those foil are subtle. They're, they are foil. Except for the gild. The gilded part is bright. Gilded part is bright. It looks like the the premium deck series. So. Yeah. yeah. So I know, like, if you watch watching, like, if you watch the video that Gavin Barrett did on Twitter, and it looks like this, the whole thing is bright and shiny, which is not true. And then I know I saw uh, when Pleasant Kenobi did his and was shining, it looks like only the border. It's kind of a mix of both. The border is very, very shiny. But then it's like certain parts of the art are. Like the forest, it's the sky is foil, but yeah. not the tree. And it's yeah. it yeah. looks it looks really good. Holy <laughs> Oh, that looks good. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gorgeous. Having seen them in person now, they are they are really amazing. What, what's for me is it, it took that though because mm-hmm. I had to see them in person. Yeah, that's true. Like, well, and and I think part of the problem is that you it really is the type of sort of thing you need to see for yourself yeah. because yeah, the, the, none of the videos are really doing it proper justice no, until yeah. you actually look at them. Once you see them, you can kind of make your own decision about it. But yeah, we we dug them. We thought they were pretty amazing. Are they worth the price that? An unsanctioned box costs sixty dollars. Yeah, right That's, in that in that area. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, there are there are worse things, and and we do know that on lands that are foil cost a lot more than that. I mean, yeah. I mean, unstable island foil. Yeah, they're like seventy five hundred ish dollars. Like <laughs> flux between fifteen and hundred. I thought you said seventy five hundred. I'm like seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I do also, as far as recent releases go. Uh, Unsanctioned had the highest bid for original art, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, the Bob, the planes, the Beatles Planeswalker. Um, I forgot who the artist was off the top of my head, but like he had to do it on a 16 by 24 because there was just so much detail that he couldn't go smaller. And I think it went for like 16 to 17 thousand dollars was the bid. Wow. That's yeah. good stuff. Um, I mean, it's pretty gorgeous art, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who... Yeah, if, if the artist was the historical one that did Beeple's, Miracola did a lot of those. Jeff Miracola. That may have been him. I think it was Miracola. Yeah, he was kind of like the classic Beeple artist. There, was, yeah. there were more that happened. Like when we did Unhinged, I think we went to other artists as well, but... Yeah. Um, but it's a cool product. If you if you dig Silver Border stuff, you need to pick it up. The reprints are cool because they, uh, they all have the, the unsanctioned logo. So things that were coming from Unglued are going to be new frame with the new logo. Uh, things coming from Unhinged or Unstable are going to be new frame just like they were, but the most modern version of the frame. And then they're going to have the uh, they'll all have the unsanctioned logo, which I, is nice. I yes, like, it is Miracle. Oh, is it Miracle? Yeah. I do like the idea that like you and a friend pitch in, buy it, and the, the premise behind is you both take one, two of the thirty card decks, shuffle them together, and play. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sounds cool because it makes kind of a board game version of Magic. Right. So like, yeah. But it's also the stuff that, like, you could... It's ridiculous, but it's not, like, so over the top. Like, there's no, you know, Herlin Wrangler's not in it. But, you know... Booster you, Tutor. Right. No, Booster Tutor is in it. It is? Yeah, because it, it, it got a new uh, flavor text. I was mistaken. There you go. Wow, all right. Yeah, because I remember seeing they were... Uh, because the original flavor text was Real Menus, Raven Knights cards. And a lot of people were like, yeah, that's kind of a sexist uh, yeah. thing, you know, from this 05. But, uh... You know, so that they changed it to much more generic. But oh, that's cool. <clears throat> the uh, come on, you mentioned the Raven Knight. I was paying attention to it. 
We're going to jump ahead a little bit, yeah. um, but uh, you mentioned that slapping two decks together and playing uh, reminded me of another product that's coming oh, out. Yeah. There, there are a handful of products coming out before this one does, but we'll, real quick while we're kind of on the subject, we're going to talk about Jumpstart. Uh, we just got an announcement on this one. This is... They're, 20, they're, they're booster packs. They're 20 card booster packs, and the booster packs are themed. So you're going to get like pirates, and that'll be the theme of the packs. So the 20 cards are going to be pirate related. Garrick is one of them. Yeah, there's one that's Garrick. There's one that's called Doctor. We don't know what that means <laughs> yet. Um, so, but yeah, they have these themes. We don't know how many themes. We, I, I think they are, they're 24 pack boosters. I'm sorry, 24, yeah, 24 pack booster boxes. Yeah. Uh, for but they're one. twenty card packs, aren't they? Twenty card packs, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, I just got our. Um, I'm pretty sure I just we just got our solicitation on it um, for just distribution, and um, yeah, the price is closer to a mystery box than twenty four packs. So fascinating. What you do is you open two packs that are different, slap them together, play, and that is what you do, and that's it. It almost sounds kind of like a, a key forge thing. It does kind of feel like, uh, like or yeah. smash up, like key forward smash up. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good way to look at that. I didn't think about that. You just play well, it right well, out of the well, right right <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of does. It very much, very much. It has a smash up feel to it, wouldn't that? The, you're grabbing two random factions, put them together, and that's doctors what you're using. and Garricks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Doctor Garrick is gonna destroy your. I don't know your pirates. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does: destroy pirates. Jumpstart. And it's supposed to be, uh, it's, yeah, dedicated limited format, right? Yeah, I, I think we get a pre-release for this one, too, uh, if I remember correctly. It comes out in, like, July. Yeah. It's, it's way later in the year. Wow. But that'll be interesting. We don't know a whole lot about that one, but, again, with the similarities with the unsanctioned thing, we wanted to talk about that. So we're going to backtrack a little bit and go to Mystery Boosters. Jumpstart is released on July 3rd. July 3rd. Independence Day weekend. Yeah. The 4th is going to be on a Saturday this year. Neat. I'm sure that won't cause any problems. No, yeah. So, anyways, mystery boosters. Uh, we got these last year. Convention boosters. They are. This is a strange set too. Uh, it's all reprints. The entire set is reprints. It's like eighteen hundred cards or something. So it's. I think the number is there is sixteen hundred and eighty four of the non foils, and then there is the sheet of foils that we don't know about yet. That's one hundred and twenty one. One hundred and twenty one. Because that's just your regular eleven by eleven sheet. Right? Yeah. So there's two, and there's two versions of this product. What we have been seeing, uh, and any of the mystery booster stuff that you're seeing or are able to acquire, like through TCG Player or eBay, is all the convention edition version. Right. So one card in your pack, and each pack is going to be a test print card, and it is basically just that. If you going, hearkening back to uh, the unsets, unsets, yeah, yeah, they they used to have those one and one and the first. Uh, I don't know if they did one on set unstable, but they did one on unglued and they did one on unhinged. It was like, look at me. I'm the, I'm the look at me I'm R&D and look at me I'm the DCI yeah. which was unhinged and unglued respectively yeah and so they would just be like oh, look like a little white piece of paper that was just it was just written on and so that was but it was printed on the card like that and it basically was was designed to look like the test cards that they would use uh, in early magic days when they were putting everything together and figuring out what cards should be like before they actually spent the money to print them. Yeah. And one card in each pack would have one of these things and they aren't legal for anything and they just Great for cube, great for people that like silverboardy type stuff because most yeah. of them were kind of wacky. Super and, funny for limited. Oh yeah, it looked like it was a blast, but that's all it was. Uh, now I saw, I saw the manifest like thing for a hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and on March 13th, we get the retail edition version of this. Right. The test cards have been removed. The entire rest of the set is intact. And we are getting a sheet of foils. These foils are not cards, to the best of my what I've been informed of, they're not anything that has never been foiled before. So everything has existed as a foil. So we're not going to get anything that needed yeah, so to be foiled. Carpet of flowers in the set. You're not going to get a foil carpet of flowers right. now. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing is there's nothing that's in the actual regular set that is foil. The 121 cards that are on the sheet of foils are limited to just foil. Right. So you can't. Um, there's mana crypt is in the set. That's right. one of the 1600 cards. You can't just foil absurd. mana crypt. It's not available. It's 121 different cards, which is like what Mike said brings the total up to over 1800 cards for the set. Well, doing the other 121 is. Not any of the sixteen hundred of the yeah the the cards they are, like like I know they're I know I know you're not getting any brand new foils out of them but I I didn't know that it was yeah nothing that was available in that okay. is this like demonic tutor in this as well probably it sounds like it should be there's a bunch of ridiculous <laughs> stuff like that but it has to have been it will have been foil before right and I don't know if it can be old foil if it has been an old foil or what I'm not sure about that part yet. But I guess we'll learn. I'll learn all of that in a couple of weeks. Apparently, we're gonna learn all about it March thirteenth. So it's gonna, you know, right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, sixteen hundred ninety-four plus one hundred twenty-one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was off by a ten. That's pretty impressive. Beats fifth edition's uh, card count quite a, a bit. lot. <laughs> the times three. Yeah, and and they are um, they're a weird one in a like, in a uh, fifth edition was only four hundred twenty-four ish. Yeah. I, I guess time spiral if you count the. Well, no, because if, if you don't count the, the 121, if you just take out the 121 from this ah, sheet. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, is. yeah, you're a 1600 to 300. Yep. Uh, but maybe not. Yeah. The cool thing about the booster pack cards, if you haven't seen them at all, is they look just like a previous version of, of whatever the card is. So Except. Oh, but. The little placeworker symbol. Yeah. Right, except for the little mini placeworker symbol in the bottom left hand corner. That's actually what I was going to talk about. Yeah, like <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a filing sense, it, they are almost nightmarish because they look at a glance so much like them. Like the, the biggest tell will usually, particularly with the older cards, that they look so good. Yeah, like when you get in, like, <laughs> It'll be near like an old, yeah, an old frame card. They're like, why is <laughs> this thing near me? Right, this is a counterfeit. Oh no, it has a planeswalker symbol. Yeah, that's like, so you need to know to look for it. But for newer cards, where you can just get them in good shape, it's it's tough. Like well, just having to remember that you have to look in the bottom left hand corner for a set that, symbol. That kind of goes against their like copyright protection. Because like a lot of their because they're not rares, so the only like they can reprint that without the hologram. Yeah. So, like, these might be able to be faked a lot easier. Oh, oh, you're talking about the fact that, like, what's what's one of the older cards that's in the Carpet of Flowers. Yeah, Carpet of Flowers, but that, that, that was an uncommon. It's an uncommon, so it wouldn't get one anyway. Right, it wouldn't get a hologram. So, the only thing they need to reprint is the silly Planeswalker symbol of it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I suppose in that regard, but with the commons and uncommons, you weren't going to get the hologram anyways, so... Right, that's what I'm saying, yeah. But, like, you're talking about, like, old rares. Yeah. You won't be able to get the hologram symbol in order to stay the right look, or give it the right look. I wish I could think of any of the older rares I know were going to be in there. <laughs> Maybe they, like, purposely made it so that there were no rares, so they would not have to answer that specific question. I actually don't remember. They put the next level me? Just up here? Yeah. They have to, well, they have, like, bare minimum six months to plan it, so you figure they've been sitting there working on it. Like, what's the weird one thing that's going to happen? I know it. If we, have to, if we print any old rares, we'll be able to put the Planeswalker symbol, so let's get those out of here. And then uh, we'll just make it uh, nothing but common. And I mean, it is a huge set, board. but they're still following reserve list policies. Thankfully. 
for now. I mean, let's say thankfully. That's a whole other podcast, though. That's yeah. true. I got I got mixed feelings about the the reserve list. <laughs> I do too. Um, <laughs> the uh, state of legacy has a lot to say about that. Yeah. What state of legacy? Exactly. Again, another that'd probably be another podcast though. <laughs> mean um, <laughs> Grand Prix. I don't even try to say the name because I know I'm going to butcher it on on air. But uh, Bologna or whatever it was, was like oh, 1,300 yeah. people for legacy. Yeah. It. I mean. It, it's all in whether or not it becomes accessible for people. Like, it's it's aging out is yeah. what I feel like it's happening. The people that are playing it are the same people that have always been playing it. These cats are taking... Some of these cats are taking multiple thousand dollar decks and loaning them to people just to have somebody else to play. <laughs> we have a local person that does that. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I'm proud of him. He's, he's, he's one of the people. He's one trying to get it going. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that seems to be the thing that constantly is happening. There is no organic support for it. It has to be created. Yeah. I mean, and, I'm building a second old school deck, and the, the red green one is just going to be it's for loan. You know, depending on how much I like it, depends on what level of venue tomorrow. But. <laughs> you look at them, like take these cards out, put proxies in, and hand them. Yeah, not everybody's going to be able to borrow, you know, the ruby and the emerald. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, that's that group is aging out. When yeah. and it, and it, another nail in that coffin was when they created Pioneer. When Pioneer got created and Modern <coughs> essentially moved into what Legacy Lexi. used to be, yeah. pushing Pioneer to where Modern, where they wanted Modern, or where Modern was ten years ago. That's that was it for Legacy. Um, a lot of, I mean, does well, Star City even run Legacy events nine, anymore? Nine years ago, Modern was created in 2011. Does do they even? Does Star City I even think run they have one, and that was just like to appease the masses because they caught yeah. backlash. Yeah, like I, it's off of uh, Wizards radar completely now. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. So if you're playing Legacy, you get to play whatever locals happen to happen, which is great, and then you get to play Eternal Weekend. Yep. Fly to Europe for the Bazaar of Moxen, and then do fly the to Japan for the uh, for the for the uh, or the Eternal Weekend out there. Oh yeah, that's right. Cool. There's a separate Eternal Weekend oh, yeah. and a different weekend, so you get to stay. Make it a long weekend because <laughs> I think one happens in, like July, one happens in, like November, <clears throat> and then yeah, that you get like a handful of, event, of 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 big events for these multiple thousand dollar decks yep. that just sit in your the highest of the high end. But again, as you get more and more people coming into it that are already looking at. Arena as the affordable option and barely, you know, we're having trouble getting arena players to start playing standard, paper standard. Those paper standard players are, hey, have a long road to walk before they start getting into wherever Legacy is. Oh, yeah. So we're going to, yeah, standard into Pioneer seems like the goal nowadays. Yeah, and and what's funny is they they kind of protected themselves by making modern the new Legacy because of turn four-ish format. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's very healthy for the old school format that we promote. Like, eh. <laughs> well, and I think that could be a lot of what their part, a lot of the reasoning for not even bothering is getting more people into a format that is. I don't want to call it degenerate because legacy and vintage really aren't. They're they're their own thing, right? There's like it's all super fast paced stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Reed Duke had a recent article about legacy, and it was fantastic. Like, it, one of the things he was talking about was when I sit down and play test standard before a big event. I get the top, top 10 decks, me and my friends sit down for a whole evening and we just play. When I try to play test for a deck for Legacy, I just play everything. Because I just know how my deck works. Because I will never play against the same deck twice. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's true. Yeah, it does make sense. I love Reed Duke. <laughs> Nicest guy in Magic. And, yeah, Legacy is just in a terrible terrible place uh, for accessibility it's and it's gone. never going to be better than that unless the reserve list unless something happens to reserve list 
and that's never going to happen. So. <laughs> so much for being on another podcast. Yeah, right. That's the abridged version of it. So <laughs> yeah, if you want to know what we really think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really think. Come in. We'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be another. <laughs> but again, that's, that's that. getting into depth into that will be for another day. Yeah. Um, well, we've talked about a lot of products. And if you feel like we've talked about a lot of products, that's the, kind of what we're going for here. Because yeah. a lot of products. And the reason that we're, I'm, I'm pointing that out is because we have another product that's coming out. Which is er, later than mis- the Mystery Booster, but earlier than Jumpstart. This is going to be in April, and it's called Icoria, Layer of Behemoths. You know, the actual standard set launch. Like a legit... <laughs> when you were building it up, I was worried like we miss another product. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> we're, Theros, th- we're going back to Ravnica. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but this time... Zendikar, Zendikar 2.5 before the fall set. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get a, a prequel to the Zendikar sequel that we just had. <laughs> prequel to the sequel. Yeah, prequel to the sequel. Okay, so Star Wars. <laughs> so <laughs> Zendikar Episode Seven. Jesus, the Force Awakens. Jeez. So Memorial Awakens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Ikoria, build your own monsters. That's what we're. What's what we know about it? And also in the key art is Vivian. So we don't know if this is her homeworld, uh, or if she's just visiting, if this is just a place she hangs out. We, we don't know, but she is involved in this storyline. Um, lots and lots of uh, uh, top-down design, I think that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots and lots of that from what we've, we've been told. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a really cool set. Love love some big monsters. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, I've, been, I've been wondering if it's going to be like Legions 2. Could be. Lots and lots of creatures. I mean, it was all creatures. Yeah, yeah, Legions, Legions, creatures. Legions had a lot of creatures. Well, there's going to be a... Vi- well, it's not going to be all creatures because we know there's three planeswalkers in the set. So, what if they turn into creatures? Yeah, what if they start as creatures and then flip yes. into planeswalkers? Yeah, see, or or, or, or the other way around, it's like reverse origins ones. Start as planeswalkers, become that's what I thought was going to happen with War of the Spark. Spark. That was one of my possible uh, what ifs. Way, yeah, what ifs for what was going to happen? Thirty-six when we planeswalkers. Yeah, anything could have happened, but yeah, flipping, losing their spark, becoming creatures. I thought that was genius, but. You know, turn, what I know. Turning them into glorified enchantments is way easier. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> or introducing 40 of them and then killing off four. <laughs> also true. Poor Dak. I mean, not poor Dak. I like my artifacts. Get that guy here. But. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much all we know about Ikoria itself. But uh, if you come in and buy standard sets, you probably invariably will see Planeswalker decks, which are a thing. And they are... Fairly popular, definitely popular among new players. Absolutely. Well, as yeah. popular as they are, as sweet as they are for you know open dueling during pre-releases or for getting new people to play Magic, those are gone. Just throw those right out the window. We're gone with them. You know what we're going to put in their place? Commander 2020. We're going to take the August release of Commander 2020, chuck that in April, put it, attach it to Ikoria, and then release all five Commander decks mm-hmm. as Commander Ikoria? I don't really know what it's called. Like I, Commander I sets like it real, yeah. It's like, basically C twenty, but some of the cards are branded with Ikoria's right, so logo like, instead. So it's more like a challenger deck in that regard. Because there's what seventy one new cards in the commander yes. decks. But those seventy one cards in the commander decks are again like like they do with all the commander sets. They're mm. only legacy vintage legal. Yeah, yeah. So I have really mixed feelings about this one. I, I love the commander releases. I love the commander sets. It gives it gives an identity to August's release schedule. It puts uh, something there. Like it used to be from the vaults, became commander sets. Commander sets moved around quite a bit, but like I like the idea. Whatever 
date they get they put them on i've always really liked them being their own thing because then they can have their own identity and have their own life and we can make a weekend of it and all this sort of thing tacking it onto the icoria launch and just adding it as another product just feels really weird and particularly since these these cards aren't going to be standard legal so it's going to be it feels similar to the fact that remember when we got the global series yeah i was just thinking about that and we got the global series and it was these sweet awesome cards and then they released and they were standard legal but only if you lived in like mainland Mainland china China. mainland china yeah Yeah. and that was it and so all these people were like oh this is so cool can i use this in fnm tonight and i'm like no, you can't. I totally want you to buy this thing because it's got some neat cards and it's got some cool like lore and art. stuff like that. Yeah, the art's amazing. Yeah. But I can't really, I, I can't really sell it to that to you for that because it's not standard legal. I'm not worried about the commander in that regard because commander's commander and commander players will want commander. It's just weird to have the commander launch happening at the same time as the Ikoria launch. So, and that actually brings back to the big the new players like. They don't have a Planeswalker deck, so they're like, I guess I'll take one of those decks. Yeah. Cool. Now that you have this thing, half these cards in here can't be used. Yeah, you can't use it for standard at all. You're having to learn in a completely different format. Uh, I guess I, I guess even if you were just putting it like a couple of weeks off or something like that, just to give it its own thing and not have to like explain to people why the plane one, the Planeswalker decks are gone, and two, uh, why this thing has replaced them that is not able to be used in standard. Just weird. That said, I'm super excited for the actual cards in it because the commander sets are sweet and I love how to see them. I wonder if a lot of it has to do with the fact also that since blocks aren't, well, aren't a thing anymore, um, that you don't have multiple sets to extend your story or whatever. So like the commander sets give you this, here's the behind the scenes kind of maybe extend the story. I mean, we don't know nothing except for the, the titles. Right. So. I guess that's true. Like but, lore base that gives you like a clean slate. Like you get all the... Yeah, and and if something is and it's a really cool. It's like if it's lore based or whatever, then you you still have to keep the cards kind of toned down. You don't want to like break sand or whatever. Like this is only legacy and vintage legal. Like we know where where dumb magic happens as a vintage player. Um, (laughs) You know, so you don't have to tone it down. Like if Vivian has this really big spell, well, you can't put it now in standard, but you can do it in this. It's true. Yeah, give me Berserk on three mana. Great for like commander. But not busted for like vintage, right? And I will also say that <laughs> well, um, I, I I recognize fully that anytime anything changes, like the I think I think it's like in Magic player's blood to automatically be skeptical of <gasps> any change, like and, and it, there's like a degree to it, like there is. The people that are like shouting that the sky is falling, like they did when the sixth edition rules change happened, and all of the countless other times that you know they, they killed magic, with, you know, we're doing with yeah, yeah, magic, yeah, magic will never survive this one, you know, like planeswalkers, get it out of here. <clears throat> so I recognize. Don't ask John Fink on that one. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, too soon. Wait, no. Uh, I do. Want, <clears throat> I do want Mana Burn back though, like. The, don't you guys use it in old school? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have uh, I have killed people with mana burn before. Yeah, you would. What are you at? Three? Alright. Uh, during your declare blocker step, I'm gonna shatter your sushi, take four mana. Can't use it before combat damage? You dead. <laughs> like a weird side blast. Uh, <laughs> two damage to the creature, that creature deals four damage to you. But I use a shatter to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like old school so much. Um so yeah, I uh, I recognize that there is a an element of pessimism to that that is usually unfounded. And so once the thing comes out and we get to see it all happening, 
there's a very real chance that everything will just kind of work out on its own and it'll be okay. And like, it will evolve. All of this oh, worry yeah. will have been for naught. Uh, I also will say that this is 2020 is viewed from by Wizards as the year of Commander. So this isn't an isolated release. It's not like they just decided to arbitrarily move it. There are other Commander releases happening throughout the year. So that's something that there's something to be said for that as well. But so starting it here and then moving it to other things later may end up being incredibly beneficial. We're doing like Commander Green or something like yeah. that. You know, a whole bunch of green. Well, I say, let's, let's just keep going through the calendar right there because there's just so much. So. There's a so yeah, you have Ikoria, and then you got about a month, two month break. Yeah, so then you don't have anything to jumpstart July third, right? Yeah, and then Core twenty. And then Core twenty is like ten minutes later. Yeah, yeah Core twenty one is like the next week or something. Yeah, it's a ferry. Yeah, it's the Teferi set, yeah. Which I'm actually excited for. I like the game. Yeah, so. every single time Teferi shows up, he completely warps the metagame. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what other what fancy Teferis we get this time. <laughs> Mr. Fates Pants. Exactly. <laughs> So that'll be, that'll be kind of fun. Uh, and then we go to Zendikar in the fall. And yeah. then somewhere in amongst all of that is more Commander releases. But uh, what's funny, you mentioned that being like super skeptical. It, that's a good point because we're in February or March now. March mm-hmm. And everybody's like super skeptical and we're going to the first set of this year. Like actual set, right? Uh, no, Theros came Th- uh, Theros came out. Theros came yeah. Yeah, but like it's... Whew. It's it's weird. Lot. It's weird to already be kind of tired, like like fatigued, yeah. and we're like at the very beginning of the year. So. Well, because well, like, we never got a break like, from last year. It was like, yeah, yeah. I was going to the A team where I had to, hey, nothing's come out for twenty minutes. Here's Ultimate Masters. Wait, what? But uh, it's not, I think it's because we had so many announcements just back to back to back to back that it was exhausting. And then between all those, here's a secret layer. Here's a secret layer. Here's yeah. a secret layer. <laughs> well, that brings us full circle. <laughs> Back to Secret Layers. Right, right, right. yeah. So, um, yeah. so, yeah, you have Jumpstart July 3rd, Core 21, later July. Commander Question Green is Q3. Is all thing we have And so then far. there's going to be something in Q4. Oh, so. guaranteed. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then Q4, we have Zendikar, and we have the uh, the Commander Legends draftable set. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. There's a booster set. Right. Along with the two Commander decks being released with Zendikar. That's right. So we're going to close out the year like with even more of the thing I'm talking about now with Ikea. Uh, so, yeah, I don't even know why I'm, why I'm talking about that now. Yeah, we got, we got more of the podcast. Yeah, we got more of that later. Um, so, lots and lots of magic things, lots and lots of Commander things. So, if you are the type of person that can uh, compartmentalize the things that you want, you're golden. Like, you don't, if you don't need to buy everything, you're fine. Don't, you don't have to worry about it at all. If you are the type of person that needs to buy everything... Like, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of things. Like I would, uh, I would work on that. Get some good trades in. You know, like set aside, uh, set aside a little extra, like hobby Kidneys. capital, hobby money. Yeah, it's a, or maybe you just have enough money. It doesn't matter. You just buy all the things. So, in which case, God love you. Um, moving on out of the world of, oh, actually, almost out of the world of magic. I guess we. Well, we don't know when the bad tribal. No, is. There's going to be a bad tribal soon. Um, we had the bad travel that happened in uh, February. That one was sweet. Broken hearted. Yeah. Yep. We have to rebrand this one, though, the one coming up. Yeah, we're going to think of new ways to integrate April Fools into it without including Silver Border cards. Because there was just enough backlash. From our previous statement about Silver Border cards. You get 2% of people that really like them, 98% that just want the lands. I, that happened in bad travel as wish well. I, I wish I was able to build my deck in time for last year. I just wanted to build blue black humans. You just want to play Spike. 
Or not Spike. It was, uh, well, I was going to play Spike. Yeah. Because I know I know several people who own a Time Vault. So, all right. And Voltaic, he is banned in uh, Ursus Block Constructed. Um, so, I just say Inventor's there. But I also wanted to play Richard Garfield PhD and just Mental Magic, everybody. That's why, I, that's why I was at Brent one day. And I was like, I know the cards have to be mono-legal. But do the spells we cast have to be mono-legal? He's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no, they probably don't. Nope. Yeah, like yeah I was going to be like, so. I don't know. Delver, I know you can't play that because it's a wizard, yeah. but in Central Rico, let's do this thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to stop drumming, Mox. <laughs> Ninjas would be real happy. So we'll have Woo. we'll have more on that soon as soon as we, uh, we have a little more information about it. Uh, moving on beyond magic to other things that have been happening in the store. I think the most significant one of them, as far as like games are concerned, has been Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, we, as part as a as an unintended side effect of uh, the closing of Hillside, we ended up kind of inheriting the Pokemon League that was established there. Uh, and and uh, Joseph Hyatt-Rule, who has been running that league, has, has come down to, to here and began running the league here. It's been, stepped up. Like, he's he's killing it. Yeah, yeah. dude. That, yeah, that dude, that dude knows what's he, up. Like, he is on it. He... he I don't use the word freak. He's a Pokemon freak, <laughs> and that's great because like, yeah, he takes yeah, that, su- that type to run it. Super really well. passionate about it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, he's uh, putting up like uh, all the leaks and all the, like the, the like they just, he just did like the top eight for like the Oceania like regional or whatever it was mm-hmm. or uh, national event and just put up yeah like really really good for following Pokemon like what's happening in the tournaments yeah, everything like yeah that. yeah that cat is no really knows what's going on when it comes to that. And that it's been fantastic. And so, yeah, we, we're doing Pokemon now, officially. And we're doing all of the things. We're doing challenges. We're doing cups. We have a league. We do regular events. We do, uh, pre- we're do. we going to be doing pre-releases. We'll have more information on that really soon. All sorts of stuff. And that's uh, Saturdays, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, so we're, we're kind of in a weird transitional play, place with it where the that league is now meeting on Saturdays. And they basically like show up right around 12-1-ish. And then whatever event is going to happen happens before, and then the league itself takes place at three and goes to like five. So then there's like this was to give people that were just wanting to do casual, not having to worry about the tournament scene, a little bit more time to be able to get right. there before they had to worry about it. And uh, but but in the traditional sense, we were running a Sunday league, so we have players that come in on Sundays, and we're we're letting them know that eventually we're going to move this whole thing over to Saturday. So we're kind of like hinting that they need to head that way, but we're leaving it uh, be for the time being, just letting it be a casual thing, and to give them a place to play. Because if they can't come out on Saturdays, that means they don't get to play Pokemon. We don't want to do that. Right. right. So we're leaving it, and it's just a much smaller group on Sunday. So. Right. Saturday's the big group, Sunday's a much smaller group. If you are interested in Pokemon, learning the game, playing the game, uh, either one of those two days, you come out and see us. Or what? Collecting the game. Collecting the game, trading the game. There there was a ton of trading going on yesterday when I was here. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) Like, I didn't know know who was getting good deals and who wasn't. Like, I I know the sets that I'm pricing at any given time, and then that's about it. I actually walked up to a table, and they were, like, talking and stuff, and I, I... Remember telling you, I think it was Hyrule. I'm like, it's been a long time since a conversation went on in the store about a game I just didn't understand at all. Yeah, right. Like I usually, a, I can catch bits and pieces, but I was just lost. We had I had one today where uh, two cats were playing uh, Terraforming Mars, oh. and like, it's such a cool looking game, but I've never played it. So I'm like looking at it, like I have no idea who's winning. I have absolutely <laughs> no clue who is winning this game. It looks sweet. I have I was, no idea what's happening. I sat down to play it once. But it was the guy who was explaining the rules to me wasn't very consistent. Like he kept like losing his train of thought. 
It was also 3 a.m. at DragonCon, so... Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> There's a reason he wasn't keeping his thoughts. Yeah, no, no, he was fine. Like, I mean, it's 3 a.m. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, and going right into dovetailing beautifully. That was a perfect was segue, segue into yeah. board games. Uh, yet another thing. We, we decided that we were going to uh, start hosting board game events. We reached out to the actual board game geeks peoples. And they, uh, we kind of like hammered out this idea that we were going to do every other Sunday to stay off of the Earth Fair uh, or actual board game geeks meetup. You can possibly see where this is going. Uh, we were going to do the alternating Sunday. So in theory, the board game people could go to Earth Fair on one Sunday and then come down to see us on another Sunday and then back and forth and forth and back. Well, then we got news about Earth Fair closing. All of them. Yeah, every one of them is closing. I went in to get my breakfast one morning and then found out Earth Fair is closing. And, and it was when I was asking the cashier how her day was going. That was how I found out about it. Apparently it had literally just happened. And uh, yeah, I was just, hey, so how's your day been? Well, actually really terrible. I just found out from corporate that we're closing all the Earth Fairs. Like, no signs up, nothing. Like the, the news article apparently had just kind of broken earlier that day. You were saying, and then like what? Nugget texted you about it, and then the LOS came up to you to talk to you. Yeah, I'm sitting there with my with my little uh, to go tray of breakfast and my coffee, and I'm walking in my car, and then like somebody with a microphone and another person with a camera come running up to me and accost me, and uh, they're like, "Hey, can we get a statement from you?" And I'm like, "About what?" They're like, "Earth Fair is closing," and I'm like, "Look, no, no, you cannot." I'm like, "I haven't eaten yet. Like, yeah, I've been, I've been to get my food. I've just had like two sips of my coffee. I just, I just want to go." <laughs> Like maybe if I'd had a deck box shirt on and I could get like some like sports PR advertising yeah. out of yeah. it, maybe. But like I'm, I have no idea what my beard looks like. Like all I can think of is no, this is just there's no good optics here. Let's just let, find someone else who is who's better kempt and has had their coffee and breakfast and talk <laughs> uh, to them. Turn into Florida man real quick. Yeah, right. Like I, I don't want to become a meme. Let's not let's not do this. Let's uh let's just yeah, go go talk to someone else about that. And uh, so I moved on. And uh, yeah, so. Folks, the deck box is open, but not completely. Organized play is on hiatus for the foreseeable future due to the coronavirus and its constant impact and spread across the world. Retail is open, however, so you can buy board games as well as all your favorite card games and such. We will also still buy cards from you. So, to recap this very brief moment that we've had, you can buy, sell, and trade cards from your favorite games currently in the deck box. You just can't play those cards, at least not in the deck box. I know. Bummer, right? Other than that, there's not really a whole lot to uh, announce. We do not have any organized play on the horizon, which is what we would be doing here. We are accepting pre-orders for Ikoria, which is the new Magic set. Even though we're not going to do an event for that for the pre-release, you can still buy booster boxes. You can actually even buy pre-release kits. Uh, you can do the marathon. All of that stuff is still going to be available for purchase currently. Along with that, we have Rebel Clash for Pokemon. Similar situation. You can buy the pre-release kits. You can buy boxes. All of that stuff will be available later on in April. But you just cannot play an event. There are no events for that. If you need any more information about that, feel free to reach out to one of us here at the Deck Box. You can call us at 828-681-1861. You can email us. You can shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to do. However you, however the best way for you to get a hold of us, or you can just swing by. You could uh, shout at us from across the parking lot if you don't actually want to come in. Uh, however, however is most convenient for you. 
Uh, other than that, we're on to the next episode. This is episode 13. This is actually the first one back since our long, long hiatus from doing podcasts. Uh, we had, this one was already ready outside of advertisements, which I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't do the ads since that was going to change drastically. But, uh, we found an, I found an odd, odd episode. I found episode 12, which had never been published. So I wanted to give that a little time to breathe. So we went ahead and published that one. And now here we are with this one. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. It was, you could definitely tell that we were rusty at doing that. Uh, episode 14 was just filmed this past week. I think, uh, no one said Tuesday night, maybe. And, uh, that one's going to be out in a few days, but you could definitely tell we were rusty at it. It's been a long time since we've done a, a podcast. It was a lot of fun though. It was Mike, uh, Nugget and myself. We, uh, we just basically caught everyone up to speed on what was going on with the store and all the things that had happened. And yeah, it was, it was a blast. I hope, uh, hope y'all have half as much fun listening to it as we had recording it despite our rustiness with regards to recording it. Anyway, without further ado, I present to you episode 13. We are kind of working out how, and we're still kind of building the board games thing and trying to figure out how we want to do it. I would ideally like some staff members to be able to kind of just hang out and play games to kind of help facilitate that. So we're, we're still working on the details of it, but we're going to do more board games on Sundays. Uh, that's, that's what it's looking like. It's going to happen right in the 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. range, a little that's earlier, a nice. little later, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that one. And we're going to be adding more board games as well and learning more board games. I'm going to learn how to play Terra- Terraforming Mars so that I don't end up looking like an idiot trying to uh, talk about it and not being able to. <laughs> There's this Mars and you're terraforming. Yeah, it's like Mars. Like, so it's like, which one of you is playing Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know what that, I have no idea what this game is. Yeah, I've got nothing. I get the, the gist of it, you know, Mars. <laughs> but other than that, so yeah, I definitely have some uh, some work, my work cut out for me as well. Yeah, and then, as on top of all that, our Yu-Gi-Oh crowd is just naturally growing. Yeah, that's yeah, just that, or, that's organically getting, that was, I don't know what it was this past week. How many do we have today? 15, uh, yeah, 15 today. We had 23 last week. Yeah, yeah which was absurd. Like, yeah. I, I know there's that many Yu-Gi-Oh players near Asheville. Right? Top yeah. four ended at 10 o'clock last year when we were all getting ready to go home. Luckily, they offered to split this all. They wanted to go home as well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But. Yeah, there were, there were 23 players for Yu-Gi-Oh and eight players for Magic on that event. So, they had three times the amount of people. It was, it was a five round, it was five rounds with the cuts of top eight. It was $115 in store credit. Which is nuts. It's $5 per person. Yeah, they were quite happy with that. So, that was, uh, that was really cool. And speaking of all these, New upcoming things and stuff we're having to get ready for. We're just got a lot of upgrading we're doing in the store. So, yeah, yeah, we're uh, in as we head towards um, our first our initial walkthrough for WPN Premium. Uh, I mainly painting drywall and like there's only a little area that needs to be drywall, thankfully, but there's a lot <laughs> of painting that needs to be done. In, we've already done a lot of painting. That's, that's the thing when you have a big store, you, know, you got to paint a lot, lot of the big walls. So yeah, <laughs> big stores got yeah, big walls. Yeah. Big, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they sure do. <laughs> Please, hot from Brent. That has to be the title for this podcast. <laughs> I, I've been uh, going back and forth between that and uh, uh, what was the like, thing about Garrick that we talked about, <laughs> Doctor Garrick, Doctor Garrick. Garrick versus the Pirates. Pirates. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm not sure what the title will be, but it'll be some, one of those. Either of those could be fun. Um, <laughs> big stores got big walls. <laughs> uh, so bear with us in case you come in, you might see some light construction around, things looking not where they were. Just uh. We're working on making this a better place. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was saying to someone else. I was. Uh, we were talking about the pre-release because the pre-release price 
while it's currently the same, will on the day be higher than what it usually is. And, and that's not because we just want to make, like, it's not like, oh, we don't want to make more money. Like, it's really just because the price has been going up on it fairly steadily. And we just keep, like, not doing that because we don't want to be the one that does that. And we feel like this is probably the best time to just go ahead and do, it, yeah. do this and be done with it. But we left the uh, pre-release price, pre-order price the same. Uh, so not to change that. So it's only going to change if you wait till the last minute on it, really. Um, but when I was talking about that, I basically, I made a comment. I said, uh, I said, I, we're not doing this because we want to buy more yachts. You know, like the zero, the, the zero amount of yachts I currently have is perfectly fine, considering I don't live near water. <laughs> you know, so I, it's all going to go into the store. We're just going to make the store better. Like anything that we, we do here is just going to be added to making the store more sweet and awesome. A plus for everyone. Yeah, basically. At some point, we're going to start working on... Uh, we got to work on Warhammer Tables, which is another community that's really growing. That Yes, and yeah. thanks to them. They are very forthcoming with information and how we can help. I really like that. Like, like hey, yeah. do this. We're like, cool, we'll fix this. They're like, cool, if you do this and this. And also, yeah. They've also been super gracious and patient with uh, as we kind of like navigate how different it is ordering <laughs> from them. Like, ordering from Games yes. Workshop is a completely different endeavor. If you've heard any of the previous podcasts and listened to me complain about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Konami, got nothing on <laughs> Games Workshop and like springing orders on me. Like, I've never seen it in my life before. I got this really awesome, super duper cool product that you were going to need to have. Oh, right on. I want to have this super duper cool product that I need to have. How much is it? They said it's a lot of money. All right. Uh, well, uh, that's fine. A lot of money is fine. It looks like a super duper product I'm going to need to have. Um, so, when does it come out? They're like, oh, it's, it's releasing today. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> Okay, thanks. Wait, there was literally no heads up. Did y'all just find out today that you were going to have this and you couldn't have let me know a week ago? Like, I don't even need that much time. Like, I can, like if I can move budget money around pretty pretty easily, but by, like, and this was like on Wednesday, I think, that he talked to me about it. I'm like, by this point, whatever weekly budget I have towards things has done a lot. Yeah. Like, I've already, like, done my weekly things. Like, yeah. No, nah, dude, we're going to talk about that, like, another day. <laughs> so that's been a really, really fun uh, thing to navigate and trying to get the um, pre-order stuff to them. So, uh, yeah, we're working working on that. And that group's been super cool. But yeah, but going back to my uh, my original point before I got on that tangent was uh, I'd really like to start getting uh, ready to build tables for them at some point yeah. soon. Yeah. So we can start getting uh, instead of just being the folding tables with the stuff, we can actually have the nicer proper tables. Uh, get some storage space underneath that they can put their stuff in. Yeah, so I'd like I like to have like two of them in store, maybe some tops is what I think I want. I probably like, but at least two like, yeah, folding nice. tables that are ready to go for them to always be able to play on. And then, uh, yeah, the, but all that stuff, any any improvements that we make and stuff like that, that's all. That's what this whole thing is. For. Yeah, we're we're in it for y'all. Like that. That's why we started this place. It's true. It's very true, and it's always going to be the same. Yeah, and then never mind. We have you know, if it, if any are going on, we'll have what two or three tabletop D and D Pathfinder campaigns going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the other thing. Eventually, moving, we're we're in the red room right now, the Sherlock room, and. Uh, we're, these are two eight-foot wooden tables that would eventually, we're eventually planning on changing out for a custom table that will have, like, a TV, in, like, inlaid in it, and so you can, like, plug up and, and use that. All of that stuff is stuff that we have on the on the docket for in the next year or two. So, the, the yeah, that the, as those groups have been growing as well. Yeah, that, we had a... Uh, we had a group waiting for the afternoon today. That was kind of funny. Really? But we had the morning groups. Uh, Robert's group was in here this morning, and then Ryan's group was here for the afternoon. So, but Robert's group, he came out. He said, uh, 
do you guys have anything booked for the evening? I said, yeah, we've got a group that's waiting for the room. And he's like, ah, are the tables over here free? Because they weren't done with their campaign. So they just picked up their stuff and walked over to the, to the main floor. I was, I, was, I was so confused. I saw them all walking out. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I got my own stuff to worry about. They're, Whatever they were, they, were, they were not at a stopping point in that episode, so they were going to keep watching that scene. It, you know what you should have done? This probably went to Ryan and be like, hey, I'll buy your day today if you'll like, let me reschedule you. If that whole group wasn't just sitting there yeah, off to the true. side like waiting for their room, I'd, I'd say that probably would be possible, but... Yeah, that group's one of the Ryan's Ryan's group. Well, I mean, the, Ryan's group, Chris's group, and uh, and Robert's group are all really, really on it when it comes oh, to yeah. like making sure to be there on time and stuff like that. So yeah. Really group. Um. <sighs> oh, and uh, well, Austin's group doesn't meet regularly anymore. India's mm-hmm. doesn't either. And Mike's group is kind of back and forth. I'm not sure what's happening with them at any given point. <sighs> I think is that I all the games? Zach gets it. Yeah. That wraps us up for our welcome back podcast. Yeah, that's a whole. That was a whole lot of like fast paced, high octane information. It I was, think next time it should be just like let's pick one thing and just chat about it, and then just like just go like, off on our normal little tangents. This was our catching up previously on the game you redefine podcast, <laughs> and all the things. Or like, if you what what you have missed or something. Yeah, it's like, like, like that. the season you know, two launch. Yeah, like yeah. catching well, I mean, you, catching up on the things. It's that been eight months since our last one, give or take, and then there was just a bajillion things going on in just magic, and then everything else that's going yeah. on. Like, yeah, it's this is yeah, this is no longer a magic store. It is definitely a, this is a full all out game store now. Yeah, yeah, we yeah came up from just magic singles and binders to what we're where we're at now, and we're gonna keep keep growing that. Which is I, I even deal games that don't exist anymore at this point. Yeah. Right, no, no, no. It's not you dealing games. It's you primarily dealing games that don't exist. (laughs) Yeah, true. Dead games. Dead I was having a look through my Vampire the Eternal Struggle and uh, Jihad cards the other day. Okay, you can sell these. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, one of the last sales of the day was a whole bunch of old Naruto cards. That was never made that sale. He's not even supposed to be here today. I was coming for this podcast. He's here for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. While you bought a bunch of Warlord cards yesterday. Yesterday. No, was it was I put on your shelf. Finally. Yeah, that's it. Two weeks ago, you bought and then sold all the Hecatomb cards. Yep. Yep, that's Which true. I, I got one of those. It's true. Because <laughs> Hecatomb. Yeah. Because clowns. So, yeah, that's it for uh, for this week. Um, join, I, how often are we going to do this? Are we going to be back to weekly? I, would I, I think, realistically, bi-weekly is probably safer. Yeah. It's probably true. Um, I would love to try to do something something weekly, even if it's just like a shorter one, and then do like the bigger ones bi-weekly. That, we could do yeah, like, a, like a check-in. Yeah. That'd be neat. Um, and we don't necessarily have to do the day. We, we have to still have to kind of set the day up and figure yeah. out how we want to do it. Yeah. I think it would have it would be a lot easier if we could... I think it would be a lot easier if it was quieter in here. Like, right now, <laughs> like I don't know what this sounds like and how we come through, but it's quiet on our end because there's no one here. It's just the three of us in the room. And... Yeah, it, that doesn't happen during the day. No, during the day, uh, no, and it, this needs to be an after hours. This so. microphone will pick up everything. So yeah, it's before or after hours. So yeah. One of those two. So yeah, that would be the after. only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you got people like setting up, and especially if we're if we're going to keep growing, like you're going to have people in here now at eleven eleven thirty trying to get the store ready. For yeah, the we could do it like nine o'clock. <clears throat> Ooh, whoa, easy now. Nine <laughs> in the morning. You, you remember I'm a second shift guy for the most part. I'm already here at nine a.m. because I am well busy doing other things. Yeah, that's a good point too. If there's anyone here, then you're going to hear them as well. So. That's true. Especially now with now Nick leaving, like the morning shift is now on. Well, all the shifts are now mine, but <laughs> they're all yours to begin with. True. So yeah, uh, more so, so now. 
you heard all of that just for us to simply say right around weekly to bi-weekly yeah. is uh, where we're going to be at. We'll, we'll hopefully have something settled uh, stay, so that we can have tuned. a regular day for people. Uh, assume bi-weekly, we'll, maybe we'll throw some extras in there here and there. But uh, So barring any kind of those extras happening, I guess we will see you in two weeks. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm Brent. Nugget. Mike. And we're from the Duck Box. All right, come see us whenever you get some time. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye.